we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which we stand, the Boon Wurrung and Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation. Welcome back to the official and original Born Born to to Drag Drag podcast. podcast. I'm Marley. And I'm Ryan. And we are so excited to be back again to share with you the amazing drag kings. Drag queens. And all the drag betweens. Here in Melbourne. And beyond. Yes. Marley. It's the final episode of season one. I know. We did an entire season. I know. Look at us go. Look, we said 10, we did 10, and here we are. Who would have thought? Who would have Just thought? Just like Hairspray, we've come so far, but we've <laughs> got so far to go. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a really good song, everyone. You guys should listen to it. Yeah. I know he's referenced it before, but listen to it. <laughs> It's a jam. No. I know. I can't believe it. It's been it's been good. It's been fun. Um, and it's been better than I expected as well. Oh my god! What do you mean it's been better than you expected? <laughs> you know what they say: expect the worst. Be pleased. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Lower I... your expectations in life, Ryan. Never, never. Oh, I don't yeah, have to lower my expectations. They're just always low. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a blast doing this though. Like it's been it's been a bloody yes. good time, hasn't it? It has. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been just, you know, just networking, you know me. Networking. As an, act- as an actor, I'm a bloody networker. I, I love it. You love it. And just really just knowing more about these queens. It's just Oh great. yeah, for sure. What have been what has what have have has. Hmm. Not not in year 12, so English isn't really you know, really in the she forefront already been of my done mind had at the hers moment. Um, but hers. what have been some of your favourite moments of this season? God, First I season. Really, the, season one. Season, season one. one. I've really loved getting to know more about the performers. Like, really knowing what they have to say, where they came from, where they're going. You know, who, what, when, how, when they, yeah. Like, the main, <laughs> t- <laughs> the main time we only get to see their mouth open... Well, the, some of them is when, um, they're, is when they're lip syncing, yes. when they're silently lip syncing. So it's, yes. it's been incredible to know these humans a little bit more. Mm. I've also just listening. I've also just loved listening to the sound of my own voice personally. I don't know about you. <laughs> what about you? What are some of your favorite moments been my friend? I have to agree. I would say interviewing the performers has definitely been super fun. I mean, that was the whole, you know, idea and concept was to, listen to them, learn more about them, hear a bit more of their background. So when we're watching them on stage in future, we can know a bit more about them and really see them um, instead of just this mischievous person. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also like we're super lucky to be able to um, have these people come on board and showcase their talents and their local stardom. So what can we say? I mean, lucky us. Lucky us. We have the privilege of listening to them. We do. And they have educated the the kids out there. And I'm sure there'll be just a boom of Melbourne drag families all around oh after lockdown. All the bedroom... Lockdown. Fertility. Lockdown, ta- lockdown town. Um, all the bedroom queens and kings will come out to play. Exactly. <laughs> all the Aiden Zanes. Mm, like... 
it was an incredible season. You know, we started off with good old Sam T. I was really nervous Sammy. going into this. I was really, really nervous. I was like, when is, we're going to, oh my God. But we really, really, really found out. When, when did, you. when did you start drag? drag? When did you, uh, oh, that, that's cool. Um, <laughs> what's your shoe size? Uh. <laughs> yes. It's just, you know, as a project that just started out just a fair lot of time during um, lockdown that you once called me up being like, hey, how do how would you feel about doing a podcast about drag? I'm like, yes. sure. I don't even know how this will go. And seeing where we've come in such a short time, obviously we're not the most famous podcast in the world, but we've... We're the second. We're the second. Exactly. No, or the third, you know. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've, it's been, it's journey. It's journey. Journeys. Journeys. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been good. And we've had a good array of performers yes, as well. The diversity of performers. Yeah. And it's really good to hear from everyone because you don't always get everyone's perspective out there. No. Well, pff, sometimes you get too many people's perspective on this. Yeah. You media. either get too many or just not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need, it's called balance. I'm pretty oh. sure. Oh. Yes. Um, and... I mean, who we've had Sam. Who did we have Sam. second? And then we had a uh, Miss Minora. Oh yes, Minora Fox. Mm-hmm. And we ha- then we had uh, Jimmy the Queen. Jimmy the Queen. Yes. And then we, we had, had your favourite, Madame, Madame D Flowers. Yes. Hello, Divya, Flo- Divya Florence. And then the, the the goddess herself, Aurora Arsenic. Aurora Arsenic. The Brisbane dancing queen, seven yes. foot glamazon. Then we had. Randy Roy. Yes. So yes. Randy Roy. Fabulous. <laughs> and then Maxina. Max. Oh, Max. Take it to the Max. She's art. She's pop. She's, pop. She's princess. She She's is. Max the drag queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. Justin Talika. Oh, yes. Justin Talika. Justina. Ma- a jack of all trades, that one. Jack off, yeah. Justin <laughs> of all trades, actually. <laughs> And then last week was bloody good old Miss Betty Rose. Yes. We had... And then... Wait, did we miss? No. Someone? No. Seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did not. Betty Rose. Yeah. And then this week... Oh, we will... Yes. They will... Yes. We, yeah. Speaking of this week, actually, <laughs> we do still have one performer to go. We do. And they are drag royalty. So let's stay in our seats. And they sit will down, be coming bitches. up next. Yes, yeah, sit down. Asseyez-vous. I said sit down. <laughs> and they will be back with us after this break. Yeah. Goodbye. Ryan, what do you do on a Wednesday night during isolation? You know, not a lot. Maybe watch some TV. What about you? Well, I was the same. Dreaming of the day I'd be back at Trivia or Drag Bingo. And now I am. Ooh, tell me more. Well, our new sponsor, Pride of Our Footscray, which is a community bar located in, you guessed it, Footscray, has their self-bingolation nights happening. Ooh, yes, I have heard of them. The word on the street is that they're the best drag bingo going around. The word is correct. Self-Bingolation is a camp and colourful online drag bingo that is hosted on Twitch with the hostess and the queen of quarantine herself, may I say, Aurora Arsenic. Let me guess, she does it from her lounge room? Correct! Aurora is right at home with you. She gives us comedy, performance, bingo, and there's even prizes to be won all night. 
Well, I am super competitive, so if there are any goodies to be won, I am down. What types of prizes do they have? You are competitive, just like me. And along with that, I also know you love a double vodka soda and shopping for new clothes. So you're in luck, because the prizes that you can win include... Thomas, can we get a drum roll, please? Thank you, Thomas. The prizes include bar tabs for when the pride of our Footscray bar reopens, novelty items, as well as items from their merchandise store. And better yet, if you miss out on any prizes, you can just go and purchase some merch from their online store at www.prideofourfootscray.bigcartel.com, which is directly supporting members of your community. Ooh, this is exciting. I kind of want to dress up for it. Well, lucky for you, each bingo night has a theme, and there are prizes to be won for best dressed. Types of themes include 80s, 90s, divas, musicals, and more. This sounds like so much fun. The Pride of Our Footscray has done a great job of creating something that allows people to have fun, but still adhere to lockdown restrictions. Exactly. It's a win-win, really. And the best thing is, my international friends can come too. I mean, it might be early in the morning for them, but they can still come. You know, this also sounds like it could be a really great way to celebrate birthdays, game nights, and work parties as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all the fun you could want. Guests can live chat with the hostess, Aurora Arsenic. They can have Zoom parties with friends and self-bingolation even host private, social, and corporate online bingo events as well. Amazing. How do I buy a ticket? Well, you know when you go out, you're a few drinks in. You may or may not have paid entry and you go to pay for your next drink and your card declines. No. Me either. And that won't happen here because the tickets are only $9 each and you can buy extra books of bingo tickets for $2 each. So it's literally the most affordable, authentic piece of fun you will ever experience. And the money goes straight to supporting the performers and their team. So to book, you can go to www.trybooking.com slash capital B-J-U-K-U. The link will also be in our episode description on our social media at Born to Drag and on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray. I can't wait. I've never even played bingo before, but I'm excited. You know what? I don't think I have either, but it doesn't matter because the tickets and instructions on how to play and where to watch will be sent to you before 6pm on the day of bingo. Amazing. So which Wednesdays are coming up? So Wednesday, the 28th of October, and it will be fortnightly from there. Perfect. Well, I can't wait to see updates and promos for it. So I guess I should go follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray. Yes, that is at Pride of Our Footscray on Facebook and Instagram. See you Wednesday. Our next performer has performed all over the world throughout a 25-year career. This Australian glamour boy, originally from Perth, has gained numerous achievements, including three consecutive Sydney Diva Awards, shows at Mardi Gras, Ball, and Tropical Fruits, as well as performing at spaces all over the country. In 2000, this king even single-handedly resurrected the king movement in Sydney with his night, Kinky Kingdom, a popular weekly event that ran consecutively for three years. Today, after returning from living and performing overseas, this drag king has been touring his self-produced shows such as his solo show Manliness around Australia. And if that wasn't enough, 
You can even find this king on the ABC TV's You Can't Ask That Drag episode. So with all that in mind, please welcome to the pod, the original glamour king, Sexy Galaxy. Hello. Welcome. Hello. How are you going? Very good. How are we all today? Bloody fabulous. As good as we can be in Victoria. Fantastic. As good as we can be. So where are we calling in from today? From Thornbury in Melbourne. Thornbury. Beautiful. North side. Yeah, I live near the creek, so it's very nice for walks. Very nice. Yes, I think we've got people on the podcast all over Melbourne. We've got east side, south side, north side and bay side. All of it. All of it. Well, Melbourne's got so many nice little places to live, so we're all pretty lucky. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Not too many complaints. Except for Except for a couple. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Except for that. So we are here to chat with you and get to know Sexy Galaxy a bit more. So I want to start off by asking you, how did you get into drag? Well, I was a young bunny. I had just left uni. I went to WAPA, West Australian Academy of Performing ah, Arts. WAPA. And I was a I was doing set design for theatre and television, but I was like that aspiring performer that was sort of working backstage because I was very, very shy. And I went out to a gay club in Perth and I saw my very first drag show. And this feeling came over me. It was just something that I've never felt before and I knew okay that I need to do that that's something I need to do and even though I was very very shy and suffered a lot of anxiety I I um made sure that I got up there and started doing it so yeah a leap of faith it's like definitely you put on the costumes and you just turn into this extrovert like this this powerhouse and you just bulldoze (laughs) the club and you just oh how fabulous. That's it because, uh, I mean, before I went up on stage, I was having a heart attack. But you know, that, that, <laughs> that moment that you hear the first, woo, just all my anxiety left and this right. new, new person came out and I was like, oh, I love this. I love this. Addicted yeah, to the adrenaline. Yeah, it was more, it was more I was at ease and I loved it and I could do things I could never normally do. And, mm. yeah, so I was like, that was it. Stuck, addicted. <laughs> yes. And so predominantly, predominantly after you started drag, where were you performing mainly at the same place or did you move around and get to know a bit more? And- well, this was in 1993. So, mm. um, you know, the history of drag kings, it's always been very difficult for women to have any sort of stage. Uh, I re- it's only changed a little bit. I don't think... Um, it has changed as much as I would like mm. to see. But but back then it was, you know, the women still had the back room or the off night. So this was a Tuesday night that there was a women's night that I was I started performing at. Um, and, I was, and after the first show they asked me to do it weekly. So I had a, someone else I was doing it with and we called ourselves the Fish Festites. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so we did that for about six or seven months before we decided to move to Sydney. Gotcha. Uh, so in that time, I think I did Perth Pride. Um, I don't really remember much more. It was 1993. 
Um, but then once I moved to Sydney, uh, we entered Simone Troy's Talent Quest, which was at the old Aubrey Hotel, which is no longer there, but it was a fabulous bar on, along Oxford Street when Oxford Street was gay and fabulous. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they used to have the stage inside the bar. So the bar was shaped this big oval shape and in between the two middle islands you used to do your shows. And so it was in there and we won our heat and we, I I can't remember if we got third or something in the grand final or something like that. But for us it was pretty impressive and just to see um, all those queens at work and that Sydney is where I learnt glamour. Glamour, And where I really learnt the art of drag was in Sydney. Mm. Because that's also when you moved to Sydney was when you started the Kinky Kingdom Nights, right? No. because the kin- Or kinky- continued it. No. This was still in the 90s. I didn't do Kinky Kingdom until 2003. Oh. oh. So, um, so from the 90s. So this was 1994 or 5 I went to Sydney for I'm, the I'm first not time. present on the earth yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I didn't even, at that point, I had never even heard the term drag king. Really? I'd never, right. I'd never seen another drag king. Wow. I'd never heard of it. It wasn't until 1999 that I saw the term drag king and it was on the mm. front of Lesbians on the Loose magazine and it was a picture of Divinal and the Behinds. Is it oh. Divinal's a, a Sydney drag king? And I went, oh, my God, I am a drag king. <laughs> I never, because I always thought, I'm a drag queen. I'm a drag queen. Ah. I'm a fabulous drag queen. And, you know, back then it was like, you're not a drag queen. You're a girl. You're a girl. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, great. Because I, the reason why I love drag is it's so glamorous. And mm. it's interesting. So as a woman, I, you know, was, when I was little, I used to get called butch by my uncle. So that's sort of tells you what I was like as a child. So I never really veered into, you know, being so flamboyant as a woman. But then when I discovered drag, this queen came out of me. So I always used to think, well, mate, you know, I, I had this idea that I was a gay man in drag. So that's sort of what this drag character became. So Sexy Galaxia is this raving queen king. You know, so so when I heard yeah. the, the term king, I was like, great, I can use all the glamour that I love about drag, the wigs, the heels, the makeup, like all that stuff, and put it into a male persona. So, yes. so many light bulb moments went off in 1999. And that's, because Sexy Galaxy, the name was created in 1998. So before oh. then, I was in self-discovery and I had all these other different names. So my first name was, after the Fish Vestites, it was Gender. Gen- gender. Gender, yeah. Gender, um, uh, So then when Sexy Galaxy was born, like the whole idea of this glamour boy came about. Um, and then that's when I really hit Sydney, went, right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I, I – then I had real focus about getting a night happening. And, you know, I had a, some nights that had happened, but it wasn't until I did Kinky Kingdom that it just went pow and pow. then everything sort of – took off wow mm. but i also want to give you a little bit of history on <gasps> Tell us. on the the diva awards that you mentioned at the beginning i won yes. three consecutive diva awards so anyone who doesn't know they're the drag industry variety awards in sydney 
Now, back then, like, Sydney had such a big drag scene and it was, for me, it was the place to do drag. Um, and I wanted them to have a Drag Kings as as one of the awards and I was basically being ignored. I would go up to some of the committee members in clubs and they were, I would say something and they would just walk away. And this is wow. this is what we used to get, like, you know, you know, for a long time, lesbians struggled with being, oh, you're an angry lesbian, you know, if you ever went up against the system. Um, but we were just constantly pushed into small back rooms at parties and in the shadows and, look, here's a room over there, so shut up and, you know, you've got what you want and then the rest is for the guys, you know. So it was all this constant stuff. So I was like, you know, this diva was it's just all about the boys. Like when do we have a voice or we get acknowledged? Because drag queens have been around for for a long, 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 a long, long time. time. Yeah, bloody Macbeth, and Shakespeare. <laughs> so I thought, okay, they're not paying any attention to me because I don't have enough advertising. So this is before this is before mobile phones. Um, so you relied on the gay rag, and so I was like, I need to get in there a lot. So I thought I need to get a show at the biggest club in gay club in Sydney because they do all the full page advertising which was ARC Nightclub. So mm, I arc. thought, so, so I got a little scheme together, got ideas and had a meeting with the owner who supported me for years um, and I got to be part of a night there, which was great, and then that sort of didn't work and then I ended up getting my own night there. And so through that, you know, all this advertising was happening. So this influx of drag kings were being all on in the gay ranks mm. and all on our socials and you know socials as in all of our papers the sx and so people were seeing drag kings so then they couldn't deny it anymore so then they came up to me and said guess what drag kings are in divas thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah and it was a lot a lot of hard work and yeah you know and when i left city because I ended up having a breakdown because of all the work I was trying to do to be accepted. And yeah. I was getting in shows with some of the queens because, you know, they have production shows and that's what you'd want to get into because then it's like, great, I'm in a production show, we'll have a three-month run. I don't have to keep working on new material constantly and I can get into venues I'm not normally allowed to perform in. And so right. that that was happening in those three years. But then, you know, there's still – there's still that sort of wall up in some areas and uh, a very infamous, famous drag queen rung me up one day and said, you know, you're only a novelty and everyone's going to use you once and then that's it. And it was like, great, so that's the attitude of everybody. And I was working mm. very, very hard and I wasn't making much money even though it sort of perceived I was because all this stuff was happening and it was successful, but I just wasn't making that much money and I was overworked mm. and I was and I had an opportunity to leave and I just went overseas yeah and then it just all the drag kings just went over time you know because right. you've got to have so much energy and do so much work to just to be there and to have that right. equal footing that is it's hard to to maintain yeah and I guess if someone in the amongst the drag kings isn't as you know putting in as much energy or or hard work to try and you mm. know really stay in it it can kind of drop at a time like that mm. yeah and to to be alongside brilliant queens you have to be a brilliant mm. king 
And, um, you know, and in in our track, in the king world, we have so many different types of kings. So we see it differently. So it's hard to get that, that footing as well. Because we're just not like, okay, this is the sort of drag that we do and that's what we're going to push. We're, we're more like, okay, there's, we have such a variety of performers. We're gonna, we want to share the stage with all of them. So we have also a very different outlook to what we perceive is drag, which is why these days it's amazing how it's transforming the whole mm. art of drag. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. When you first started drag, did you like? Did you ever imagine that you would have come this far doing what you've accomplished? Uh, yeah, I was so focused on what I was doing in Sydney that, um, yeah, it was not going to fail. Mm. But now I sit here and I uh, sometimes I feel like I failed because I left and let it fall, and that I know that there's kings there trying to pick up and and create something there again. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I feel for that, but I thought I, I could be dead. <laughs> if I'd stayed, who knows what could have yeah. happened. <laughs> right, because you, you went overseas. Yeah, so and I, went, then I went to where did you Eng- go? I went to England and I went I lived in Cambridge, London and Brighton. And I worked at the very famous candy bar in Brighton. I had a drag king night there. Um, and I also lived in Amsterdam. So Amsterdam mm. was my favourite. So I was there for three years. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. Well, I wonder why. And they have they have a fantastic. Uh, you know, I just feel like sometimes I was very lucky and I was in the right place at the right time. And the community that was there when I was there was fantastic. The drag community was amazing, and um, I just it was so easy to walk into that arts community there, and I, I had the time of my life there. Right. Yeah, it was amazing so many amazing creative people and because Amsterdam is small, you don't, you don't have to go very far to get to anything that's going on. So everyone's going to all these things that are happening and there's lots of stuff oh. happening everywhere. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so accessible and there's so many amazing creatives there. So that it was, that was amazing. Definitely. And then you also had the, um, the Drag King conference that you went to at some stage. Yeah, so that was when I was first – so it was 2003. I think it was just before I started Kinky Kingdom. And so that that I think – I wonder if that is still going, but it's it's done a lot, a lot of years now. Um, So that's when – because I was doing the the Glamour Boy Drags, which is really popular now. So I'd never – no one else was doing it. And when I went to America, I I just assumed I would find a lot of people doing it and there just wasn't. So at, mm. that's when I thought, wow, what I'm doing is really unique, sort of taking on this whole idea of drag queen and turning it into a, a king character. Yeah, but what, definitely. But what I love about the States is that they're such a good audience. They love to mm. clap yeah. and they get into it and it's just they're the <laughs> best audience. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes feel like an appropriate question would be like, what haven't you done? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, what brought you, what brought you to that conference though? And how did you discover it? Uh, because back then, yeah, even sometimes I just think, how did I know about these things? Because <laughs> was, did int- oh, internet was around, oh God, I don't know how I found out about it. <laughs> But um, I had a friend who was from Minnesota 
who I, I met them when they were when they were in Sydney and we became really good friends. And when I found out that the conference, because every year the conference is in a different city, it was in her hometown. Oh. So I was like, great, I'll come to America wow. and I'll visit you and I'll go to the conference. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then so because you've just you've been everywhere, you've been in the UK, you've been in Amsterdam, so you've gained all of this experience. And was it, sorry, I didn't quite catch, was it after living overseas that you started Kinky Kingdom? No, Kinky Kingdom was what I left. So Kinky Kingdom. What you left. Okay, so, yeah, I I moved away from Perth in 93 and I went to Sydney mm. for a couple of years. Then I went back to Perth for two years. Then I went to Byron oh. Bay in 1999. Mm. In 1999, I was setting myself up to get ready to slam Sydney and just I had this vision. So 1999 was a creative sort of self. 1999, I decided that I wasn't going to have any plans. I was going to follow my heart for the whole year (laughs) in every moment. So whatever the moment took me, I would go. So I packed myself up. I had a backpack and I used my intuition and I ended up in Byron Bay. Oh, God. I love it. Following wow. the wind. Well, wow. and then, yes, <laughs> exactly. Following the wind, wherever yes. it Follow takes your you. Wind. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to be there for one year, and then I'm going to go to Sydney. And I was ne- I was there nearly to the day, oh. a year, and then I went to Sydney, yeah. and um, found Divinal, and poor Divinal thought I was a bit crazy because I was like, Divinal, <laughs> we need to do this, we need to do that. We need to do. I've got so many things we need to do, and I think I was a bit overexcited and. Divina would see me on the street and her eyes would widen and you can see that she's thinking, oh, my God, there's that freak coming towards me. <laughs> and I used to see it and go, I don't care. This, this, I need to get this yes. stuff done. <laughs> yeah, you do. you gotta, you got to own it. you got to make yourself known and seen. Yes. 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 <laughs> and then I also heard that because you've had so much experience, obviously you've been um, doing a bit of mentoring as well. Yes, yes. So I did a lot of in Amsterdam. I did a, a lot of that. So there was a when I got there, there was a very very tiny drag community. And um, what I love about drag is I love working with people. And so you know, I just didn't want to do shows on my own. So the people that were around me sort of came into my vacuum of drag mm. and started doing drag with me. And I didn't care if I had to do everyone's makeup or help them with yeah. outfits, you know, and. People, it was it was such a great experience. So there was a community of people that were my friends, and we'd all get dressed up, and um, I got them involved in performances. And I this, I think this is one of my top experiences. So um, World AIDS Day, they have a big show in a venue called Paradiso in Amsterdam. It's a beautiful, huge venue, and I did a three months workshop with all these non. There was a couple of people that performed who were our main the main characters and then I had a big chorus and I did a workshop for three months on teaching them, slowly teaching them the show and how to move and and I did it to six different versions of Bohemian oh. Rhapsody and each <laughs> each of the different characters. So it started off with a couple of characters and then it and then it just grew and every time it changed, more people would enter the stage. So we had an opera operatic, then soft rock yeah. and then country. And then it sort of, you know, it ended on a polka, polka version. And so it, it just kept building and building and building and building. And it's probably one of the best things, um, experience I've ever had. It was great just just to be with those people mm. that 
didn't realise mm. they had it in them that they could do something really good and seeing them um, just flourish under it all. It was, it was amazing. Wow. Yeah. And what about here in, in Australia? Have you managed to, you know, um, help any of the kids out here? So I did a King for a Day workshop a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was great. It, it, the course filled out. And um, so it was a whole day doing, doing the workshop. And then that night we put on a show, if you wanted to put on a show. And it was great. Like everyone just really um, dived into all the information and they looked amazing. And they did amazing performances afterwards. It was a really good experience because it's, you know, to do drag, it's, there's a lot to take in. There's a lot of information. Mm. You've got to learn, know so much. So to get that helping hand and to know there's little tiny tricks that you can do to make yourself look outstanding is, it's just great because I know when I started, I didn't really have anyone to ask about those things. And it's just trial and error. And, um, yeah, I just love seeing people, that, that transformation from what they thought they could do to what they can, the potential that they can go to with just a few bits of information and some guidance. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and looking at a performance and seeing what they've come up with, seeing what their talent is and bringing that out. And go, okay, you're good at that. Bring that out. Okay, you're good at that. Just keep, do that. It's, it's like not about changing them. It's about actually um, trying to embody what is really good about them. And, you know, drag really, shine. drag might visually change what you look like, but it shows what you are on the inside. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to, to see it in yourself. So especially to see the potential and especially if, you know, we've got issues of our, uh, Maybe I'm not that good or, and someone can turn around and go, no, 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 this is, this is where your talent is, is, is this ascetic. Stick to this ascetic and you've, you've, you've got, got it. it. <laughs> Love mm. it. Yes. Oh, there's <laughs> just so much amazing things that you've done and you can, you will be doing. And I just, before we wrap anything up, I just want to know what are your future drag plans? Um, well, I've started doing you know, the Molly Meldrum, yes. melodrama character. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's he got stuff he wants to do. Um, I still want to do more King for a Day. Um, yeah. I, I want to write a book. <gasps> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so much that I still want to do. <laughs> yeah, There is definitely. still so much. Um, but we'll just see. We'll see what I can we'll get We'll see done. where fate, where your intuition yes carries you yes where you're traveling (laughs) follow the wind follow the wind exactly follow Follow the wind wind. (laughs) well it's been so amazing having you i wish we had so much more time but you know people can't sit on their earphones for apparently three hours but it's it's a complete (laughs) privilege so thank you so much for joining us sexy galaxy i'm you are an absolute inspiration for our community and we we take our hats off for you Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, um, I always, when I was younger, I always thought when I get older, I want to be happy. And that was what I did when I was in my 20s and 30s was do things that, that made me happy. And now I have mm. so many oh. stories to tell that that's my, it's where my riches are, are in my stories. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to have you on again in 
the next season because that wasn't enough time. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much. Definitely. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting with you two gorgeousnesses. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, you guys can't see, but I'm getting awesome yes, cleavage right we've now. We've got the nipples out. A very nice. <laughs> the nipples out dolls. Yes. Very it's nice Ryan, obviously. Ryan. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, we will speak to you soon. And thank, thank you so you. much again. My pleasure. Thank you so All much. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You gotta wear a mask to save some lives Or even just to avoid a fine For all your face covering needs Don't forget to mask Jeeves You gotta wear a mask so don't delay Or listen to what the conspiracies say For all your face covering needs Don't forget to mask Jeeves so that was the fabulous Mask Jeeves, who you can find on Facebook and Instagram at Mask Jeeves. You can use their promo code DRAG when purchasing online at www.maskjeeves.bigcartel.com for 20% off your order. Reusable, fashionable, comfortable. Get your masks today. Wow. All I can say is wow. What did you think of our final guest this season, Ryan? Wow. Um, wow. No, it was it was really a true honour to interview a legend of the drag king community. Like absolutely, a complete privilege. So yeah, thank you so much. Sexy so Nancy. many stories, and like we definitely didn't have no we... all the time we wanted. Mm. But we'll just we'll have to hear more. I mean. We know. Yeah, they've got plans in the works. So as soon as they come out, the plans, then we'll be ready. We'll be, we will be. We will be ready. Okay. Well, listeners, it is time for us to move into our last segment of the podcast, the event segment. So Ryan, please inform us what is on this week. Okay. Oh, let me just stretch myself yeah. out. i got to limber up for this. Don't forget the left side. Oh, Ooh, always the left side. Alrighty, Perfect. so <laughs> we have our Poof Doof live streams are brought to you every Saturday night at 9pm on Facebook Live. Uh, DJ Argonaut Twitch sessions every Saturday night as well, so make sure you're following him for updates. Of course, we have Lip Sync Roulette, which I bloody love. Every love. Sunday night at 7.30pm where performers battle it out for real cash money donated during the event. So find that link all on their Facebook page. Um, the Vaudeville Drag Cabaret Restaurant hosts Fabulash Fridays every Friday night at 6 p.m. and the Vixens every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Oh my god, this is what this has been a really entertaining one. But questing queens with um Frida Commitment, where you guessed it, these queens will go on a quest playing Dungeons and Dragons on Facebook Live, which is next on Saturday, October the 18th. Um, that's been really quite, I, that's been really cute watching that one, actually. <laughs> um, uh, we have Daytona's drag extravaganza 
also on Saturday night, but at 7.30 p.m. via Twitch. And we have our amazing humans over at Pride of Our Footscray who have their self-bingolation nights, also known as Drag Bingo, which is happening every second Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. So the next session is Wednesday the 28th of October. Oh my god, I didn't even stuff up once. Go me. Oh my gosh. That was a that was a good for the last for the Look last at episode. Look at me go. Yeah, it's finishing strong. Mm. Thank you, Ryan. I cannot wait for our drag time. But in the meantime, we would like to thank our guest this episode, Sexy Galaxy. Yes. Bye-bye. Yes, and if you would like to thank our Glamour Boy, you can follow them on Instagram at sexygalaxy underscore Glamour Boy with an I on Instagram. Yes, and we would also like to thank one of our season one sponsors in its entirety, Mask Jeeves. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the pod and keeping everyone safe this year. So to all our listeners, do yourself a favor, go and follow Mask Jeeves on Instagram and visit their website to stay safe and spooky this Halloween at www.maskjeeves.bigcartel.com. Mm. And don't forget to use the code DRAG for 20% off all orders until October 31st. Ooh. Ooky, spooky, ooky, spooky. <laughs> Bring back my Ghouls. Ghouls, bring back my ghouls. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. And it's that time again of the week. Congratulations to our competition winner, Emilian Nitrate. You have won yourself a mask by, get, you guessed it, Mask Juice. Spooky edition. <laughs> Spooky. We love all our sponsors here at Born to Drag, which means that we would like to thank our fabulous sponsor for season one, who had stuck with us for the long run, Pride of Our Footscray. Their charisma, their community, and their camp. So if you want to win some prizes, go and follow them at Pride of Our Footscray and follow the booking link in their bio. Additionally, we would also like to thank Gifts for Her, our first sponsor of the season. And you can find them at Gifts for Her Australia on Instagram. Yes. Triple C. Triple. Triple C. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to us, the Born to Drag podcast, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Born to Drag. We are going to be taking a short break between our seasons, so stay tuned with all our updates on Instagram and even give us some recommendations. We love suggestions of who you'd like to hear us interview next season on the podcast. Season two. Dos, if you're Spanish. Absolutely. (laughs) Until then, my loves and my beauties and my my friends, my colleagues, my my children. I'm... (laughs) I am, once again, I'm still Ryan. I'm no one else. I'm still Ryan. And I'm definitely still not Marley. Thank God. And we just want to thank you, our season one listeners, for supporting your local Melbourne artists during this eventful year. We really appreciate all your love. And with all that in mind, we will see you soon on season two of Born to... What are you doing? I was like, you, you oh, sorry. You're going to finish it up all gonna, by myself. We'll do it I was together. Like, this, is the, this is the finale one. You've got to clear throat. <coughs> clear throat. Have, a, have a sip, sweetie. <coughs> and we will see you next <coughs> time. No, I'm not ready. Season- I'm not ready. Oh, we're not ready. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. <clears throat> and with all that in mind, we will see you soon on season two of Born, Born to, to Drag. I still can't Goodbye. sing. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Can I stop smiling now? Bye. My cheeks are starting to oh. hurt. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Born to Drag is a toil and trouble podcast produced and sound engineered by Thomas Bradford, co-produced by Marley Koenig-Drew, and co-hosted by Ryan McGart and Marley Koenig-Drew. Our theme song is an original by Thomas Bradford, and our logo artwork is designed by Marley Koenig-Drew and digitally transformed by Thomas Bradford. 